Welcome to the first episode of the Mother Lab podcast. Mother Lab stands for Maternal Outcomes for Translational Health Equity Research. My name is Iman and I'm a chair of the Community Engagement, Advocacy and Policy Committee. I'm a current senior here at Tufts University and I have Amaya Menta here with me. Thank you, Iman. Hi, I'm Amaya Menta and I'm the liaison for the Advocacy Committee and a current sophomore at Tufts University. Today, we are going to sit down and have a conversation with Dr. Amuta Anukaga, founder and director of the Mother Lab, housed at Tufts University School of Medicine. Dr. Ayo is a Julia Core Professor of Black Maternal Health and Assistant Dean of Diversity, Equity, and Inclusion at Tufts. Dr. Ayo is also a member of the Racial Inequities in Maternal Health Commission. We would like to extend a warm welcome to Dr. Ayo. The Mother Lab was the brainchild of Dr. Ayo after her extensive work with leading and organizing the now sixth annual Black Maternal Health Conference in 2022. So Dr. Amuta, can you speak about how you turned this lab from a vision to now the largest Black Maternal Health Disparities Lab in the nation? Yes, good afternoon, ladies. I'm super excited to be here on the first ever episode of the Mother Lab podcast. And I'm just overjoyed at this opportunity. And thank you all for hosting this and for your work bringing this podcast to reality. Um, My vision of turning the lab um, into the largest maternal health disparities lab in the nation. When I started Mother Lab in July of 2020, at the height of the pandemic, we really were grappling with two pandemics. So we had the COVID-19 pandemic, which was ravaging the country and the world. And we also had the pandemic of racism. So this was on the heels of the Breonna Taylor murder, Mm. the George Floyd murder, and just so many other situations of racial unrest Mm. in the country and the world. And I think for me, as someone who has long been an advocate for maternal health disparities, who has really been a champion for this work, I just felt the need was now to be able to bring this work together in a way that was gonna be meaningful and that was going to help to train the next generation of scholar activists. And so, Mother Lab was really born out of the passion of my students, um, all of you. And Mother Lab came because every time that I would give a talk or every time I'd be, you know, giving a presentation on maternal health disparities as experienced by black and brown birthing people or the need to address these disparities or the need to further research in this area, I would always get questions from the audience, from students that were like, oh my gosh, this work is amazing. You know, I'm a master's student, I'm a doctor's student, I'm an undergrad student, I'm a nursing student, public health, all these different disciplines. And um, people were really interested and wanted to get involved. How can I contribute to the work that you're doing? How do I get to work with you? And so the requests kept coming in and in and in. And I said, okay, I need to, I need a way to kind of manage this process. And so I conceptualized the idea of a lab. At the time, I didn't really know that Mother Lab would grow to be the largest maternal health disparities lab in the country, although that's a great and welcome vision and opportunity for us. I mean, I'm just really proud of the work that we've been able to accomplish. I know we'll talk more about that in a minute about some of the things that we've accomplished, but also just the context for Mother Lab then in 2020 and still now in 2021 as we head into 2022, the context is around preparing and training the next generation of maternal health scholar activists to go into the world in their respective disciplines and to really make a difference at the community level, at the policy and at the research level. So that's really my vision. And we just completed our strategic planning process as a lab. We're very much in alignment with our goals and our 
where we're headed as a lab and also the opportunities that exist for us to continue to grow. So that's a little bit about the background of Mother Lab. Thank you so much, Dr. Ayo. I remember when I first met with you, like I think April of 2020, and like you talked about a lab starting. I remember thinking like, oh my God, like how's this gonna happen? Like we're virtual, but definitely like if anyone could do it, it, it was you. And I'm so grateful <laughs> for the opportunity. <laughs> and um, now that we've spoken a little bit about how the lab began, I was hoping, Dr. Ayo, you could talk a bit about what the lab's missions are and what are you hoping to promote through Mother Lab? Yes, thank you for that, Iman. And I'm so glad that you were there at the beginning and you've been a part of our growth and our sustainability. Um, what I hope to promote through Mother Lab, we are here to provide a couple of different things. One, we want to be of service to our local and national community. Two, we want to create scientific and evidence-based research that's going to channel solutions forward for Black and Brown birthing people. Three, we want to provide conduits into policy and advocacy. Um, around maternal health disparities and, and, and some of the things that we've done in the past year have had either legislative or congressional tone. And so we've submitted testimonies and, and different written policies really advocating for additional resources and tailored um, funding and opportunities towards these communities and towards maternal health disparities. So those are some of the things we're hoping to promote from the lab. Thank you so much, Dr. Ayo. No, definitely. Like, I think that our progress this year, like, definitely, like, both on the legislative level as well as through advocacy and, like, doing further research and your many, many studies, I'm sure that it'll definitely have an impact. And COVID 19 is just, like, still here, was here when we started. And I think that we just have to try and figure it all out. And I was wondering if you could touch up on and tell our listeners a little bit about um, the reasons that Black mothers are suffering from severe maternal mortality at a higher rate. And are these causes preventable? Yeah, so I want to talk about two different things, severe maternal morbidity and maternal mortality. Um, severe maternal morbidity, or SMM, is really... Um, there's a lot of indicators that place Black women at higher risk. Some of the things that we're concerned about around severe maternal morbidity include, you know, higher rates of hemorrhage, higher rates of um, obstetric complications, higher rates of pulmonary embolisms. A lot of these severe maternal morbidity events um, that are based, frankly, in either one, the cumulative impact of racism in Black and brown bodies, and two, um, just the way that um, Black women are treated in the healthcare system. And these, these things could also be related to hypertension, preeclampsia. So that's severe maternal morbidity. Now, severe, um, excuse me, maternal mortality. So morbidity is illness, mortality is death. So severe maternal morbidity, or SMM, really, um, it looks at, you know, higher rates of C-section, blood transfusion, all those things that I just named. And then when we're talking about maternal mortality, we know that Black women are two to three times more likely to experience pregnancy-related complications and to also potentially die from those complications. Um, and these causes are largely preventable. We know that 60% of pregnancy-related deaths are preventable. We know that the impact of racism and explicit bias and 
and, and the way that it plays out in the healthcare system has a huge impact. We know that um, Black women that deliver at Black-serving hospitals are, are more likely to have poor outcomes. We know that access to quality healthcare services and the way that Black women are treated by their clinicians and their medical teams have a huge impact on this. The other statistic that I really want to focus on is the fact that 90% of maternal hemorrhage deaths are preventable. And so you see these really high numbers of preventable deaths either in pregnancy-related deaths and or maternal hemorrhage. So to tell you that the system is broken, it's not functioning optimally for black and brown birthing people. And we as a society, and frankly, the work of the Mother Lab is helping to kind of elucidate that, right? Like what are the things that can be done? Where are the potential solutions? Where are the collaboration? Um, how do we engage communities? And what are the things we can do to address severe maternal morbidity and maternal mortality, either from an individual or collective response? How do we empower women? How do we hold providers in the system accountable? How do we work with health insurance companies? Like these are the questions that need to be asked when you're talking about the fact that black women are disproportionately burdened it's a, it's a it's a confluence of events based in this broken healthcare system. Thank you so much for sharing. The disproportionate burden on Black women is shocking. However, many of these facts are hidden from the general public. So we just want to touch upon how this lab has been able to change the narrative and bring maternal health into the public mindset and what projects have been accomplished. Yeah, so the things that we're doing in the lab and bringing the changing this narrative I think that's really built into our mission and our vision, right? We are looking at Mother Lab as a place where we're, we, we envision a world and a, and a society where Black working people can give birth and be treated the same as other counterparts and receive the same quality of services and be free of this, this shadow, if you will, of racism and bias. And so that's really the narrative that Mother Lab is trying to approach and trying to highlight. We're focusing on strengths. We're focusing on assets. We're um, highlighting problems and, and providing potential interventions. Um, and some of the things that we've accomplished in the past year, just one short year that we have been operating as a research lab. We've had a paper accepted to a leading maternal child health journal. Um, it's in press right now. It's the title of the paper is The Role of Psychosocial Influences on Black Mothers During the COVID-19 Pandemic. We've also had a book chapter accepted uh, that'll be published by SUNY Press on um, maternal health on um, black and black women and infertility. Um, we've, uh, we've presented at a number of national conferences, AMCHIP 2021, Academy Health, American Public Health Association. These are national conferences that have a focus on maternal health and public health. And we've been competitive enough to get our um, abstracts selected. We have a special issue publication coming out in a journal um, on racism and public health, looking at uh, maternal health policy at the state and local level. Um, we received data from CDC on PRANS, which is a pregnancy risk assessment monitoring surveillance system that we're analyzing now, looking at maternal health. Um, members of the lab from our community engagement, advocacy and policy and research committees were able to um, support testimony that I was um, given on the United States Congress on Civil Rights. I was asked to provide written testimony on the impact of maternal health disparities as a civil rights issue. And members of the lab contributed to that um, statement for me. We've received grants. We've competitively um, secured two grants from foundations here in Massachusetts, the Trotula Foundation and New England Health Foundation. We were instrumental in the supporting of the passing of House Bill 
4818, which is a bill to reduce racial inequities in maternal health. We work with advocates at Tufts Project Share to spread the work that's mm. being done in the maternal health space and to also encourage young researchers to eradicate racial health disparities. We've written three different testimonies for virtual hearings on bills related to fetal and infant mortality review, that's Bill H2371, H2312, and Senate Bill 1474. We've worked on an act relative to Medicaid coverage for doula services, House Bill 2372, Senate Bill 1475. We worked on a bill H2370, Senate Bill 1515, Miranda Dome, an act effectuating equity in COVID-19 vaccinations. Also excitedly, we have submitted testimony for the public meeting and listening session that was held in September, 2021 by the Racial Inequities and Maternal Health Commission that I sit on here in Massachusetts. Mm. We've submitted Massachusetts Health 1115 waiver request extensions, and we've supported and advocated for the fetal infant mortality review bill. We've created an internal abortion disparities working group made up of students across the lab. We've curated policy newsletters to share internally to reach all Mother Lab members about maternal health policy and shared on all our social media platforms. We published blog posts detailing the need for doulas as part of the comprehensive healthcare experience. We have started this podcast. <laughs> we have done many things um, that we are really, really proud of and many things that are still to come. So that's just a snapshot of kind of what we've accomplished so far. Yeah, it's hard to believe that all of this has just been done in the course of a year. And I remember my first meeting with you just being completely in awe of all of your accomplishments. So I just wanted to ask you what you think your biggest accomplishment so far has been. Thank you for that. Um, I will say, and I don't want to get emotional. I always get emotional when I, when I answer this question, but my biggest accomplishment has been becoming a mother. Um, I love being a mother. I love um, just being pregnant and birthing this beautiful child. And I think as much as I'm proud of my professional accomplishments, you know, what I'm doing with my research and mother lab, I think motherhood <laughs> has been my biggest accomplishment so far. And motherhood is one of those things that it just grows you and stretches you in the most uncomfortable ways. You're literally tasked with shaping a human being <laughs> in your body, and then they come out and you're raising them. And it's, you know, it's extremely difficult, but it's also extremely rewarding. So I would say my biggest accomplishment in life so far has been um, motherhood, becoming a mother. And then my biggest professional accomplishment would probably have to be, I would, you know, there's a couple that are kind of in um, the running for number one. I would say um, getting a PhD, that was a huge accomplishment um, as one of very few black women in my class. I would say, um, you know, becoming this Julia A. O'Carroll professor of black maternal health. Julia A. O'Carroll was my grandmother. She was a traditional birth attendant in Nigeria. And to be able to have a named professorship in her honor that really furthers my work in Black maternal health, that's a huge um, professional accomplishment. Obviously, the founding of the largest maternal health disparity lab in the country, amazing professional accomplishment. Mm -hmm. The ability to shepherd and to mentor and to lovingly support each and every one of you in Mother Lab um, is a tremendous honor for me. Um, what else can I talk about? My research being the principal investigator or the lead PI of a large multi-year NIH study and, and kind of spearheading that team along with um, Dr. Jean DeClerc and Dr. Fifi Jop as my co-principal investigators has been a turning point in my career, absolutely. Um, and just for context, the average age 
um, of the first time principal investigators to get a grant of that size. I think it's like mid to late 50s. Um, and a majority of principal investigators that have R1 funding, which is multi-year, multi-million dollar, are um, white men. And so to be able to get that funding in my late 30s was incredible um, and just really gratifying for me. Um, what else? Being the inaugural assistant dean of diversity, equity, and inclusion, um, allowing me to shape, you know, create and, and contribute to an inclusive environment at Tufts School of Medicine um, regarding our public health and professional degree students and how we can better support them and how we can support faculty and staff and really spearheading this diversity, equity, anti-racism council is hugely rewarding for me as one of very few black women um, faculty at Tufts. And then the last thing I'll kind of say is, um, you know, just really being able to contribute to um, a research space and an infrastructure that allows me to do the work that I'm doing in this Black Maternal Health Conference. So the Black Maternal Health Conference, I started it um, during Black Maternal Health Week, the first ever Black Maternal Health Week, which was in um, April, 2018. That was our first conference. And obviously this was pre-pandemic. We had it in person. We had almost 300 people in attendance. The second year, 2019, we had almost 400 people. Um, 2020, COVID hit and we moved it online and we had hundreds of people that watched our keynotes. 2021, we just finished that conference a few months ago that was focusing on the role of doulas. Um, and we had 1500 people registered. And now we're just in the process of starting to plan our sixth annual conference, which is gonna be held April 8th, 2022, looking at the role of policy in addressing maternal health disparities. So to be able to create a vision for sustainability and success for a large conference such as this has been tremendously um, rewarding. Thank you so much, Dr. Ayo. I, like, I'm starstruck when I hear it all. And for you to do it all, like all your accomplishments, like professional, personal, and like creating a lab virtually. And I think that to achieve so much, I, it just shows like the community and like home you've created in like the mother lab family. And I mean, I, I have no words to explain how glad I am that I reached out to you and I know that every person here like we are a family now <laughs> and <Absolutely>. to, yeah <laughs> and <laughs> just to jump off of that Dr. Ayo could you tell our listeners a bit about the structure of our lab and like I think it's super important to know that we are a virtual lab mm -hmm. but we like we meet all the time and like we've created a structure that we have members from like all backgrounds, all expertise. And I think it just like, it really like, it helps you develop and grow. And I think that working together collaboratively, like we definitely couldn't have done it. And to have a leader like you, there was no way. <laughs> Thank you. Well, I just, you know, I'm really excited for, for our listeners to hear more about the, the lab dynamics. Um, as you rightfully said, Iman, we are a virtual lab. We have literally students from all over the country, all different ranks, all different disciplines. We have medical students, we have medical, excuse me, we have medical doctors who are now in their residency programs practicing as OBGYNs. We have postdocs, we have social workers, nurses, clinicians, public health students, we have undergrads. Um, we're very, very interdisciplinary and very, very, very broad in our focus, but the, the passion and the mission is the same, which is focused on maternal health disparities. And so, 
the dynamic of the lab, um, you know, are, are overwhelmingly African-American. Um, we are in a process of restructuring. We've just onboarded a number of new members, but the bulk of representation in the lab are women of color. Um, and I think for me, the lab is, is capped at 35 students. And so I wanna be able to get to know each and every student. I want them to feel like they have a part of me, they get to know me. And so that's really the broad um, kind of structure. The other thing I wanna talk about is the way the lab is actually set up. And so we have three standing committees. We have a research and grants committee that shepherds you know, all of our grant applications, our data analysis, all of our papers, our conference presentations. Um, we have a marketing communications committee that does an amazing job of updating our social media, of all of our platforms, our Linktree, our website, our LinkedIn, Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, Facebook. Um, and I have to give a shout out to all of my co-chairs and leadership. So um, Anna and Carrie on the research and grants committee and all their lab members. And then, um, our marketing and communication members um, and co-chairs Paige and Subetra and all their members and our community engagement, advocacy and policy um, lab members and the, that committee is chaired by Iman and Lauren. And so these three overarching committees is where the work gets done. So community engagement, advocacy and policy, we actually have subcommittees and we're looking at um, how do we one, be of better service and, and do more in our local community. So we have some events planned for that. How do we continue to advocate for maternal health disparities and policy? And how do we really create um, meaningful change? How do we work with legislators? How do we engage legislators on the policy perspective? So that's an overview of the lab. And I can talk more about some of the other things we're doing later. Yeah, so we definitely just wanted to reiterate the fact that our lab is definitely a family. I think as a new member of the lab, I was just instantly welcomed and like even developing a relationship with Iman and Dr. Ayo was just so easy and so amazing to see after just my experience working in a lab under predominantly white males, just having this place of collaboration with women of color. It's just the most amazing thing and to see all of our interconnected parts and the way that we have liaisons with everyone and it's just such an amazing community so yeah we would love for you to touch upon the liaisons and the spirit of collaboration among the members thank you for saying that Amanda that feels really good to hear we mother lab is a, is a family and I think for me the spirit of collaboration is huge because you know even though you have these standing committees we work really well together both individually across committees, there's an interconnected system. So each committee has a liaison that sits on another committee that's able to report back and forth. I meet monthly with the co-chair. So I get that kind of high level, what's going on at the committee level report. We have our lab meetings every other week. Um, subcommittee meetings meet monthly on a, on a bi-weekly basis as well. And so there's a common flow of communication that's bi-directional. I'm saying things, things are being done lab members are bringing ideas. Like we have this bi-directional situation where everyone is able to share information really in the spirit of connectedness and spirit of collaboration. So those are the things that really keep us going, the things that are motivating for us as a lab and allow us to work individually, but also amongst each other, sharing ideas, sharing resources, and really strengthening the lab's infrastructure. So again, we are so, so grateful for Dr. Muto for her time and energy to come speak with us and to hear about her amazing accomplishments and everything that the lab has accomplished in just one year. 
So we just want to um, thank you again, Dr. Ayo. We are so happy to have you here. And you can make sure to stay updated with the lab at the Mother Lab on Instagram and visit our website at themotherlab.org. Thank you so much, Dr. Ayo. And please subscribe. <laughs> thank you, everyone. I just want to leave you all with a couple, you know, few thoughts. If you're interested in the Mother Lab, if you're interested in getting to know more about us, please follow us on our, all of our social media. Our website is www.motherlab.org. You know, we really are a special community here. We support each other. We have developed relationships amongst each other for people that want to go to medical school. We do medical school mentoring. There's a huge spirit of collaboration amongst all the members. We have a sunshine committee where we celebrate birthdays and other accomplishments. You know, we celebrate holidays and different functional events, Christmas parties. So Mother Lab is not just a place for, um, you know, it's not just a place to do work, although we do work really intentionally. We work really hard, but it's a place for family and celebration, right? You're getting, you can get a handwritten birthday card as part of your birthday from the Sunshine Committee. Somebody gets into grad school, somebody aces an exam, like we celebrate those things in our meetings. So my job is to really foster a sense of solidarity um, amongst this really amazing and ambitious group of, of young leaders, of maternal health scholars, or people who are going into the workforce to be able to change the culture and to dismantle racism and to call it out when they see it. And these are the things that Mother Lab is really, really primed to continue to do. And I'm just proud to be at the helm. So thank you so much for the opportunity to record this podcast. I hope you subscribe to us. Check us out on YouTube, follow us on social media. Just stay abreast of what we're doing and make sure if you have any questions, you don't hesitate to reach out. We can be reached at info at Mother Lab, marketing at Mother Lab, research at Mother Lab, policy at Mother Lab. Thank you so much. <laughs>